Hey everyone, a quick programming note to round out the year. I'm going to be playing some of our most listened to episodes so you can hear the amazing content from our great guest again. Thank you to everyone who's listened to the show and all the support you've shown. It's truly appreciated. And now, on with the show. The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have everyone, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited for our guest today. We're honored to have the managing partner of Axia Partners, Dave Allred on. Dave, thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? I'm doing so good, Cody. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. No, listen, I know y'all got a ton going on. You're, you're incredibly busy, lots of good stuff, so we very much appreciate the time and you jumping on and, and sharing what I know is going to be some really cool things for our audience today. Just in case those that are listening, this is the first time they're hearing your name or your voice. Hopefully not. Hopefully they have found you on some other fantastic uh, podcast and social platforms. But if, if they are, give us the origin story. Give us the, uh, you know, where you're from, how you got into real estate and where you guys are at these days. You bet. So I'm from Utah, a very small town, about 2,000 people population base. I uh, grew up in a you know very blue collar home, uh, I'd say a low income uh, blue collar home. Never really talked about investing, real estate, no business, whatnot growing up. I uh, was going to college here in, in Utah. Growing up in that environment, you know, I realized at a young age I wanted to have a lot more in my life. And I just remember committing when I was a teenager, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, you know, and pay that price and, and work really hard at it. And I was going to college and uh, they had a, re- a recruiting booth set up to go out and sell home security systems. Uh, door to door, and they're going out to Chicago that summer. And I knew it wasn't going to be a fun job. I knew it was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be challenging. And there's nothing, you know, sexy about going out and you know knocking on doors to to, to sell security systems. But there's a real earning opportunity. And you know, I realized it was going to be hard. But I knew I was going to learn a lot from that process. So jumped out to Chicago that that year. And uh, honestly, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, it, you know, it was just the amount of rejection and failure. Uh, my first week, you know, I, I sold one account, ended up being a failed credit. I had to actually come and pull out the security system and charge back my $200 commission. You know, the first month was really, really hard. I'd say about you know halfway through the summer, I was considering quitting. Actually, I was considering quitting every day, multiple times <laughs> per day, you know, out doing this job. I'd always been relatively successful when I minded something and I, you know, I wasn't used to that type of failure. But uh, luckily, midsummer, I saw an opportunity where if I could, you know, succeed at this job, I could come back and be a sales manager and be a leader and help create value for other people. And I was able to turn around and had a successful summer, you know, made 30, 31,000 that year. And, and for me, that was actually life change. Like that was incredible, right? Like I, I, that was anyway. So, so that was a real win for me. Came back the next year, became a sales manager then a regional manager, regional vice president of sales for the company. Uh, about uh, 14 years with that company. Uh, I went public for a multi-billion valuation. I then switched over to sister company, Vivint Solar, and uh, helped run the California market. That company also went public for a, a multi-billion dollar valuation. And so, you know, 17 years, supposed to be four months in Chicago, turned into 17 years. Got to manage 121 sales teams, a couple thousand sales guys, and, and learned a lot of really, you know, great soft skills. I think that, you know, anytime you, 
have to do something that challenging. You learn a lot in terms of psychology, discipline, time management, salesmanship, leadership, interpersonal communication. There's just so many things, like soft skills that you get from doing those type of hard, um, you know, hard, hard jobs. But anyway, that was kind of the backstory. And the whole time I, you know, I knew I wanted to get passive income and more financial freedom in my life. And so I was taking that active income and playing it into real estate as I, as I was uh, going through that process, about 15 years, you know, investing in real estate and about four years ago, I retired full-time to, to, to jump into uh, just doing real estate. Man, that is awesome. Nobody more than me loves a good sales story. That's how I cut my teeth in corporate sales. I was B2B, a little bit of B2C as well. So I understand where you're coming from with those challenges. And I know you want to talk a little bit about that today on some of the challenges you face early in that, that spot in your career and then how you leverage that, the lessons learned and the dedication it takes to do that into how successful you are in the real estate today. But wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit on that and maybe have you give us some of the, the details and the struggles you, you really went through in that first job? Sure. Yeah. I would just say, you know, keeping it kind of high level would be what I learned is that it's a valuable skill set to be able to embrace being comfortable, being uncomfortable. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, human nature, we look for the, the, the course of least resistance and the easiest way, you know, and this plays in real estate as well. Sometimes the very best deals in real estate are the ones that have some hair on them, right? It's not easy. And that's why other people aren't willing to take on the project. You know, right now with our, our fund, we launched a real estate fund earlier this year, and it's, a, it's called Axia Partners. And the word Axia is to create value. And so our entire approach with our, our real estate acquisitions are finding deals that are maybe overlooked, tertiary markets, they've got some, some, some hair on them, there's some issues. And we're going to go in there and do a lot of the improvements to uh, increase the experience, increase the NOI. You know, but going back to, you know, door to door sales, I mean, I can't really think of a harder, more difficult job to, you know, earn a dollar. You know, at the time it was really challenging. It was very hard. But, you know, in hindsight, I'm so grateful for that. You know, it's really interesting to look back at that decision of, of quitting or not quitting and where my life would have gone if I would have or if I had quit that summer, you know, and then I would have, you know, literally left as a quitter and had failed at that opportunity which frankly, I think uh, 80% of our team did that year. It was a rough, rough summer. Um, but luckily I had the, the tenacity or the, the mental fortitude to be able to stick through that. Um, and, I, and I really do think that was, and, and, you know, the result was this incredible career that I'm so grateful for. That's really changed the trajectory of my life and, and be able to provide quality of life for my family as well. Not to mention all the skill sets and, or, or the soft skills that came along with that process. You know, that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. I've got four kids now, and it's just to really embrace the doing hard things. I, I think that, you know, and, and part of that is delayed gratification. I think we live in a society now where everybody wants instant gratification. It's about that instant result, that dopamine hit. They want to see it now. And I think, you know, having more of a long-term perspective and embracing delayed gratification is, is also a very, very valuable mindset. I love that. My wife and I have been talking a lot about lately the difference between motivation and dedication. And, and a lot of times, whether it's, you know, things like working out or, or your career, real estate, whatever you're in, the idea of dedication in doing the daily grinding, you know, whether you're always succeeding or always failing like you, it, it's you're going to get over that hump if you're on the low end of that. But it's that dedication to the craft, dedication to what you're doing 
that is going to get you over the hump to your point that dopamine hit that that motivation motivation can wax and wane but if you have that mindset of dedication you can get through anything so one more thing that i've learned over this 17 year career at, you know in a leadership capacity is i feel like motivation is fleeting and habits are so much more important than motivation motivation is great to be able to take action to get started but long term that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna wear off right it's fleeting Whereas what's really going to determine long-term results and change is the habits that we incorporate on a daily basis. And so you know, when I talk to even the real estate world, I'm like, hey, you know, if you really want to change something or to up level, look at your habits you're following on a daily basis and the higher quality habits, you have a higher quality outcome. And so I always go back to, to habits on, on that note. So, yeah, well, and I know too, uh, you know, you mentioned you know, your, your successful real estate career. I know not all of them have been successful. I think we were right before we hit record, we were talking a little bit about your first one was a little bit more challenging than probably some of the, the ones that y'all are doing now and wanted to explore that a little bit with you too. Yeah, you bet. So I started out again about 15 years ago. And at first I bought a few townhomes condos from, from the auction. Those actually turned out really well. My first time going to multifamily is 2007. And I bought the book how to invest in multifamily for dummies, like those black and yellow books, you know, read the book, Yeah. figured I knew what was going on. I uh, was ready to go. I Googled to find a real estate agent, found an agent, shook hands on the deal. Okay, let's do this. She found there are only two multifamily properties in basically all of Utah County and Salt Lake County. And uh, so I pulled the trigger on a fourplex up in Salt Lake and <laughs> Long story short, I learned every single lesson you could possibly learn on how not to do a real estate deal. The, the cliff note version is at the closing table, you know, I sign, execute all the contracts. And then she reaches over and shakes my hand and says, hey, Dave, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be your agent on my first real estate deal. <laughs> Like, oh no! How did that not come up in the you know in, in our conversations? Or and that is my it's my fault for not asking the question, right? Like her experience, her resume, and everything else. But anyway, so that was you know I was like, okay, all right, it's, it's still a good asset. You know, it's, um, I'm happy about this, this transaction. Seven months later, I get a a letter from the city uh, notifying me that because of a noise complaint between tenants, they had called the city and let the city know that uh, it was it was an illegally being rented as a fourplex when really it was a duplex with two mother-in-law units with four four families oh no and so the city said i had to evict two of the families and therefore you know reducing two streams of income on the asset so now all of a sudden you know we're struggling to even break even and have positive cash flow this is in 2007 and then next thing you know you know 08 09 2010 comes around we all know what happens there um, ended up selling the asset uh, at a $60,000 loss on the, the disposition price, not to mention the negative cash flow and everything else. So honestly, it was like the, every lesson I learned. I'm, but in hindsight, I'm really grateful for that, right? Like that, it was nice to be able to knock out so many of those lessons learned right. uh, on my first multifamily deal. You know, and since then, it's been fun to be able to, you know, grow the portfolio and um, add about 20, 20, 24 fourplexes and then, you know, moving up into larger commercial multifamily and, you know, I, I'd set a goal when I was 30 years old to uh, accomplish true financial freedom with passive income. And and the way I defined that was to have 40 rental properties by age 40. Uh, I knew that would give me enough passive income to cover my family's cost of living. It really fired me up and and I committed to that. Um, so I hit that a few years back and, 
increase that goal to a thousand doors by age 40. So you know, that was gonna, gonna push me. I was able to hit that last December. And um, you know, then I wanted to launch a fund and go in that direction. And you know, one thing in my life's always been this, I always want to do bigger deals than yesterday. So I feel like as long as we're always taking down something bigger, it's gonna, we're gonna get personal development, we're gonna increase our our network, our experience, hopefully our margin, our yield on the deal, our profits. But just we're always gonna have progression. And I learned a long time ago that what really motivates me on a personal level is, is freedom, having more freedom. And it's feeling like I'm making forward progress, right? Just pursuit of that next level. And that's where I'm most happy in my personal life as well. And I think that speaks back to what you mentioned earlier, which is the mindset that you always want to take on bigger things. I would imagine that's because it probably pushes you into a little bit of an uncomfortable zone in that, hey, this project's a little bit bigger than the last one or a lot or, or whatever it may be, but it's bigger. So there's different challenges, bigger challenges. You know, maybe it's more people or, or more doors or, or a different area of the country that you're investing in, but it's something different that pushes you outside of your comfort zone, which is what you seek to continue your development from a personal standpoint. Exactly, Cody. And I think some people hear me say this and they think this is pretty crazy, but I actually always try to live on the fringe of my comfort zone because I know that's where I get personal development. That's that's where I'm going to evolve as a, as a, as a person. It's where I'm going to find the best version of myself. And so I intentionally am always looking to stay uncomfortable. You know, I think that we're either growing or we're dying, right? And I mean, even in nature, if you think about it, you know, there's no such thing as stagnation. There's no such thing as coasting. Evolve or die. That's right. There you go. Well said. When I was 30, I was proud of what I was doing, running all these sales teams, right? But looking back at 30, I was like, hey, I could have been doing so much more. I was limited by my, my mindset, right? My limiting belief systems. I'm 40 right now and I'm proud of what I'm doing. But I hope that when I'm 50, I look back and like, man, you were playing so small. You could have been doing so much. And I hope I say the same thing when I'm 90, looking back at being 80, like, hey, Dave, you were, you could have been doing so much more. I've, I, to summarize, I've just learned that mindset is everything. Like we're literally mm -hmm. limited or expanding based on our mindset and what we really believe that we're, we're capable of. Dave, I love that. I don't know if there's any better spot to kind of to wrap it up because I think that sums up uh, everything that you're talking about in, in that we always have to be moving forward. And honestly, the most limiting factor we will all have in our own lives will be our own belief. Because if we put our mind to it, if we put dedication in the right mental fortitude and do the right things, things will work out, right? Uh, you're, some may have it a little bit slower than others, but it will work out. And lastly, Cody, on that one, I would just say is, you know, the real estate itself is actually not like, like the actual assets, the real estate, it's not that exciting. It's not, there's not, you know, what, what to me is exciting about being in the real estate game is the experiences we create around real estate. And it's the progression that we can get from per, the pursuit of, of, of this game of real estate. Right. And so, and it's the memories, the relationships and the experiences that we can forge around this asset type you know i've always loved the expression that who we do business with is who we do life with i love you know have you know capital partners come in investment partners you know my, my general partners in my fund it's that's that's really what i've enjoyed in this journey you know i learned that the you know happiness is not in the destination it's actually in the journey and so i just said to your listeners you know as we have these failures and these lessons learned you know and it's hard just embrace it you know have fun with it you know, really, you know, embrace the relationships and, and experience that we get out of this, because at least for me over the last 15 years, that's been uh, the best part about being in the real estate game. 
Dave, I love that. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and hanging out and sharing all your experiences and your lessons for our audience. For those that maybe want to connect with you, work with you, invest with you, where's the best place folks can find you at, Dave? I'm most active on social media. So it's Dave Allred, pretty easy to find. Instagram's definitely my, my go-to. Email would be dave at axiopartners.com or our webpage is axiopartners.com. But again, mainly that's on Instagram. Shoot me DM, happy to connect. And uh, I can create value for your listeners. Let me know. I always love creating value, man. That's the name Axie Partners. Our fund is, is literally to create value. And it's something that we're really committed to. But Cody, thanks for having me on, man. I love your content. I appreciate you and what you're doing. If you can help with anything else, let me know. Absolutely. Dave, thank you so much again. We appreciate it. And for those listening at home, we very much appreciate y'all. And we'll see everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.